What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I'm James Yarko joined as always by David Harrison. Make sure you're checking out everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JayYarko underscore Bucks and at DH82 underscore Bucks. It's game week. Finally, the NFL season has arrived and the Buccaneers will play their first meaningful game against the same team that they played their last meaningful game against the New Orleans Saints as they head over to the Dome in New Orleans without so, their gotta, starting quarterback. Real quick. Uh-oh, what would I do? So, before we get on to the future, I want to talk about the past real quick. Okay. So, as, as our listeners know, I wasn't on the last episode, right? You had Bailey on? Yes. To, to allow me to take care of some, some business that I need to take care of, which I greatly appreciate. However, on that episode, something happened that has got me a little bit salty, and I wanted to address it for everybody to hear. Oh, geez, you, what did I do? You alluded that I would not like the Buccaneers to keep Ryan Griffin on the 53-man roster. No, no, no. I, I didn't and, and... allude to you not <laughs> liking it. I just alluded to the fact that you and I had had a debate that I felt that they would keep him on the 53 and you believed that they wouldn't. I believe your words were, and David doesn't like this or David disagrees or something along the lines. But I, I want to say this because I didn't get a chance to be on the episode, right? I will say for the record, the Buccaneers having 10 offensive linemen on this roster right now is the door that needs to be open to keep Ryan Griffin on the roster. So now we can talk about the future. <laughs> I, w- I wasn't trying to, you know, put words in your mouth. I was just basing it off of our de- debate. I won't even say argument. I'll just say important. debate. Eh, well, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> All right. Well, David, on this episode, as we kick off game week here, uh, we are going to make our bold predictions. For week one, not the season, just week one. Um, I had my my um, first pick six column for Bucks Nation drop on Monday morning. And in that, I included six bold predictions for the game. So I have a plethora to choose from here. But we're going to do one offense, one defense each. Talk about them briefly, and you know, you and I are going to get out of here. It's, it's late. I have to get up early for work. It's very, very stressful week because for whatever reason my company believes that we should get Mondays off when they're holidays and I would just go ahead and rather work them because four day weeks are terrible. But anyway, without further ado, I am I am going to uh to start my my bold predictions here. And uh I believe my bold prediction for week one actually I should I should pause myself right here. We are doing just week one, right? Or are we doing bold predictions for the season? I can't remember now. Um, I mean, the, the plan that I was aware of was week one, but we can get crazy. We can do a season if you want. No, we'll stick with week one. I just wanted to make sure that I had the right bold predictions in my mind because I did a little of column A, a little of column B in my, in my pick six. So I just wanted to make sure that I was spitting out the right ones because I already know your offensive uh, bold prediction and it it's part of week one so we'll stick with the week one bold predictions and I will say my bold prediction is that wide receiver Chris Godwin will get not one but two touchdowns 
in the game against the New Orleans Saints. I believe that Marshawn Lattimore and Mike Evans are going to uh, fight to the death. Um, not actually, but it's that's going to be a difficult matchup. Marshawn Lattimore is an incredibly talented corner. He does do a good job of keeping these top receivers contained. Uh, he doesn't shut them down all of the way Darrell Revis used to or Deion Sanders, or you could throw Richard Sherman in there. But he does contain them. He does frustrate them. He does take them off their game. And I think that the rapport that Ryan Fitzpatrick and Chris Godwin have is going to play heavily into this matchup. You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick historically, now we don't know if it's going to play a factor in these first three weeks, given the weapons that the Buccaneers have at the tight end position. But Ryan Fitzpatrick historically does not really focus on the tight ends. I apologize for the background noise. Don't mind that. He doesn't really focus on the tight ends too much. And we don't know if that's going to play a big factor. You would think if, if he has Cameron Braid and he, he has OJ Howard, he's going to utilize those weapons, but that hasn't really been his forte. And the rapport that he built with Chris Godwin throughout training camp and, and the season last year, working together with the twos, I think is, is going to play a huge factor in this game. And I think he's going to rely heavily on that. And when they get down into that red zone, I think Chris Godwin is going to be his guy. So there it is. My offensive uh, bull prediction, Chris Godwin, two touchdowns. I like that. Really, <laughs> really hope it happens because I happen to have him slotted into one of my fantasy teams. Um, getting kind of brave early on. I figure if you're going to gamble, gamble early, right? Uh, I, I have him on my fantasy team, but he's on my bench for this week. But Oh, he is starting yeah. for me in a non I may, <laughs> I may tinker. You're a tinker already? Um, so, <laughs> offensive, offensive ball prediction. Okay. So, I already tweeted one out, which uh, JT Olsen kind of inadvertently busted me out for because I tweeted out that Bowl prediction for the Bucks week one, Sean Wilson would get 10 touches. And he replied very smartly, does that count special teams? And no, it did not intend to count special teams. But I saw where he was going. He was kind of trying to bust me out for a, for a sneaky bowl prediction. But so I'm not going to use that one for the show, but just so that's out there in the, in the, in the atmosphere. I think Sean Wilson's getting 10, uh, 10 touches uh, week one on the offensive side of the ball. So my offensive bowl prediction is going to be Peyton Barber over 100 yards and at least one touch. I don't know how Ooh. bold that is, but I feel like it's bold. I mean, that's that's not crazy. I mean, when's the last time, you know, they had a, a running back run for 100 yards? And I'm not saying that it's been forever. I'm genuinely curious, you know, as to when the last time they had a 100-yard rusher was. Because I don't think Peyton Barber broke 100 yards last year, did he? Uh, I don't believe so. I know he got close at least a couple times. Uh, this we we probably should have brought Greg on on the show. Um, he could he could answer <laughs> that for us. But I feel like that uh, that Peyton Barber did pretty well against the Saints last year, uh, relatively speaking. Um, and I feel like the team is probably going to lean on him a little bit more, uh, especially with Jameis Winston out. And uh, if he can get going early, I think we could see a nice heavy heavy dosage of of, of, of some Peyton Barber. And I think he's going to turn it into some good production for us. Uh, last year against the saints, uh, Peyton Barber had 17 carries for 71 yards, a 4.1, uh, 
1.8 yard per carry average and a touchdown. And it would appear that the last 100-yard rusher for the Buccaneers would have been Peyton Barber on December 3rd at Green Bay, where he rushed 23 times for 102 yards. And there you go. So not a not a crazy bold prediction, but bold enough. You're talking about a a 30 yard increase in in production against the same team. And to your credit, if that bold prediction comes true, I think the Buccaneers have a legitimate shot at winning this game because of Peyton Barber's grinding it out, getting 100 yards on the ground. That means the Buccaneers are controlling the clock. It's it's going to be slow, methodical drives. It's going to keep Drew Brees on the sideline and hopefully kind of somewhat neutralize that high-octane offense that the Saints have. Yeah, buddy. That combined with Sean Wilson's 10 touches, if they're productive, even better. Yep. See, I mean, if, if yours comes true and mine comes true, we're talking – I mean, there's – well, there's 18 points. We're not going to automatically include Kent Kikuzaro's extra that is points. 21 points, sir. How dare you? <laughs> Granted, he's in a dome, but still. But you know what? If if you wanted to go out on a limb and really put your money where your mouth is and bet on Peyton Barber having over 100 yards and a touchdown, you could do that over at my bookie. That, that's right. Ever since we started this podcast, people have been asking us for advice, and usually it's what team to bet on. And the truth is, David and I don't know who's going to win, but if you think you know, you need to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is incredibly easy to use. Just lay down some cash and win big today. David and I would only recommend a service to our listeners that have been good to us. That's why we're urging you to make your way to my bookie because you win and then they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And as I mentioned, for you fantasy guys out there, you can bet the over under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. So if you think my bull prediction is going to come true, hammer that over on Chris Godwin. If you think David's is going to come true, hammer the over on Peyton Barber. You're going to make some money by doing it. All you have to do is join now, and my bookie is going to match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code Locked On to activate the offer. Visit my bookie online today. That's M Y B O O K I E, and don't forget to use the promo code Locked On L O C K E D O N when creating your account. To claim your bonus, you play, you win, you get paid. David, why don't you go ahead? Since I went first on offense, why don't you go ahead and hit me with your defensive bold prediction? So I've got two in my head, right? But I don't know which one to go with. So I'm going to let you choose. Go with the one that's going to be right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping they're both going to be right. Um, I'll tell you what. Pick heads or tails? Uh, Tails. All right. Noah Spence is getting a sack and a forced fumble. Oh, that's go with heads. That's terrible. (laughs) My heads prediction was Isaiah Johnson's getting a pick. That's more likely. I mean, 
I know you I, I know you like Noah Spence. I like Noah Spence. I was very excited when they drafted Noah Spence. But the dude couldn't even get pressure against Jacksonville's third and no longer employed offensive line. How is he going to get pressure on Breeze against a starting offensive line? Like, there's no way around it. Noah Spence does not look good. You're not you're not wrong. However, I'm I'm never wrong. That some of that oh you're you're sometimes wrong, sir. Um <laughs> but I'm hoping that some of that was preseason. I'm just I'm just hoping I don't uh I, I never want to accuse anybody of sandbagging, right? But I'm just kind of hoping that the natural the nat like it's it's almost like the the mother who picks the car off their child, right? Like you put her in a gym and you tell her to deadlift, it's not happening, right? She's not she's not lifting that much weight. But you put her in that situation and suddenly that car becomes a feather. I'm hoping that not so much that Noah Spence was sandbagging in the preseason because I don't believe he's that kind of guy. But I'm hoping that the added adrenaline, the added energy boost you just naturally get, especially from week one against a division rival on the road, like and, and being in a position where, I mean, people were speculating about this guy being cut. And, I mean, not for nothing, but, like, Vernon Hargraves has gotten a whole lot more flack than Noah Spence has. And he's had a lot more time on the field to either prove he was worthy or prove that he was unworthy. Noah Spence, I mean, he, he spent a lot of his time, you know, injured and, and also trying to come back from injury. So to go from from being kind of an upstart guy in his rookie season to suddenly without even really playing a real game in between to being a cut candidate, uh, one, it speaks to the improvement that the Bucks have, the Bucks have made up front, right? That's part of it. But at the same time, I'm kind of hoping he comes in with a little bit of chip on his shoulder. He's been learning from JPP, right, according to reports. And I'm hoping that added boost of being in the regular season, being back on the field in a game that counts, and being on the road again in that environment against a division rival kind of helps him find some of that spark that we saw early on. Well, I mean, I, I guess that's fair. By the way, listeners, go to go to my bookie and hammer the under. On Noah Spence, <laughs> I'm I'm definitely putting some of my tens of dollars on the over. All right, well we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, my defensive bold prediction is a two parter. The Buccaneers defense will finish the game with four sacks. One and a half of them will be from Jason Pierre-Paul. And one will be from Noah Spence. No, none from Noah Spence. <laughs> maybe, maybe if you're nice, I'll give Noah that other half because he might like accidentally untie Drew Brees' shoelace. <laughs> <laughs> but the Buccaneers will finish the game with four sacks, one and a half sacks, courtesy of the new addition, the new hotness, Jason Pierre Paul. I. I know that there was some frustration with the defense during the preseason. There was some frustration with the ability to generate a pass rush. But again, as you were saying, it is preseason. There is that different level that players go to when the game actually means something. You know, in preseason, you're having teams run vanilla offenses. You're having teams run vanilla defenses. You're not game planning for these games with the exception of week three. Uh, well, week three of the of the preseason where you game plan a little bit because it is that quote-unquote dress rehearsal. 
So once that intensity is ramped up a little bit, once the the defense hits the field, and they these guys have to know that this game is going to be made or broken on their backs because they don't have a quarterback on offense that can dig them out of a hole. You know, and and I'm I'm going to beat this dead horse and, and until week four. Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to manage these games, and it's up to the defense and the running game to to keep these games manageable because Fitzpatrick is not the guy that's going to dig you out of a two or three score deficit and crawl back into a game the way we've seen Jameis Winston do it. So once the defense realizes that, which I'm, I'm sure they're fully aware of, they're professional athletes, they know what's at stake, their intensity is going to go up even just a little bit more. And you hope to see some of that spill over into the secondary where we still have questions. Vernon Hargraves needs a big, big year. You have, you know, a, a safety crew led by, you know, a second year guy in Justin Evans. You have Chris Conti, who is uh public enemy number one for Buccaneers fans. You have a rookie in, in Whitehead. You have Isaiah Johnson who made the team. Keith Tandy's gone. You don't have that, that veteran leadership. That, that he brought to the back end of the defense to be able to, to come in and help. So it's, it's going to rely heavily on that front seven with, with the defensive line and the linebackers. And if they don't get pressure on Drew Brees and he has time to throw, he's going to slice and dice the way he does against any team in the NFL when, when he's sitting in a comfortable pocket. So with enough pressure with enough work, with enough of the talent increase along the defensive line, I think that they can get to him. They can collapse that pocket. They can put him under duress, and they can bring him down. And I think JPP is going to be a major, major part of that. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, Scott and Carmen, I believe they both said it. And, I mean, we've heard it from multiple sources throughout the preseason that the defense, specifically the defensive line, hasn't unwrapped everything that they've got planned for this season. So um, I think we've seen an improved pass rush, and I think that it's just going to continue to look better, uh, hopefully, with what we haven't seen yet. So uh, I'm really excited to see what, what they're going to do. And, uh, and again, that kind of goes into my bold prediction. I feel like some of that even includes no offense that, you know, we haven't seen a whole lot out of him, but I don't think that we've seen everything the Bucks want to do with him either. All right. Well, David, anything else before we uh, we close it out for the night with our bold predictions? No, sir. All right. Well, for all of you listening, we want to know what your bold predictions are. And you can send us your bold predictions for week one or for the season in general. And we would invite you to do so by calling in to the new Locked On Bucks voicemail. Make sure you call 813-444-5888. Four, one. And David and I are hosting a little bit of a contest all season long. When you send in your voicemails, if you hear your voice on the air, you are entered into a contest. And at the end of the Buccaneer season, whenever that may be, whether it's at the end of week 17 or if they make it all the way to the Super Bowl, when the Buccaneer season ends, we will draw from those of you that have contributed by by calling in and, and leaving us a message and you're going to be winning a prize and david i'm going to pass it over to you you can tell everybody what the prize is yeah so that prize is going to be a custom it's a black uh jersey autographed by quan alexander 
I don't know about you, but I, I would say that that's worth about 30 seconds of your time. And if we play more than one of your messages, guess what? Your name is entered in every time that we play you. So try to keep them to about 30 seconds, and then we're going to play them at the end of the episodes and and let you guys kind of listen to each other. I know there are some podcasts that do that. We don't do a live podcast the way the Pewtercast does. Um, you know, we don't have the open chat room because we record and, and publish the next morning. So this is your opportunity to become part of the show and to win a little something. How sweet is a, a black Quan Alexander jersey going to look hanging up on your wall when it's autographed? by Lai Tai Rilla. So oh, and it's got that uh, fancy little certificate of authenticity too. So I will say, and there you go. So okay. again, that number is 813-444-5841. And make sure you're checking out everything that David and I are doing over at BucksNation.com. And make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at DH82 underscore Bucks. We would like to thank each and every one of you for joining us right here at Lockdown Bucks. What's wrong with being? What's wrong with being? What's wrong with being confident? What's wrong with being? What's wrong with being? What's wrong with being confident? It's time to get the change out. What's wrong with being? What's wrong with being?